Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Welcome back to the 44th episode of, of the, the Jake, Jake and, and Joe, Joe show. Sorry about that. I couldn't hey, resist. Hey, that was, that was harmonious. I'm okay with that. My shoulders are dancing. Yeah. Well, uh, we I'm Jake. show. And he's <laughs> Joe. He's a little fired up this time. I'm it's okay. so fired up. That's all right. Well, uh, today what we got for you, we're going to talk social. We kind of checked this thing out that was suggesting that the best quality you can have to live a long, long life is to remain social. So we're going to discuss, uh, I guess, pros and cons of uh, things related to being social in your old age and whatnot, and what it might mean for our future and our generation's future. Uh, we're going to do talk about episode two of Minefield. And I know we haven't talked about uh, that for a while now. It's like uh, about a month ago. So wanted to no, just... No, was it really? Yeah, because um, I think it was episode 41 when we talked about the trolley problem. That was our first episode back. Oh, anyway, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so and that would be like, yeah, three, four weeks. Three, three weeks ago. Yeah, three weeks ago. Dang. Uh, so we just wanted to follow through with that and make sure we get like all the episodes in. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Song of the week, of course, and then we have something that Joe cooked up for us a while ago, but haven't had a chance to check it out yet or give it to you guys. So it's going to be a segment about giving advice that uh, you didn't ask for. Unsolicited advice. This is actually an idea I think I had back in between seasons one and two. Yeah. I think it was that long ago. It was a while and ago. we both said like, yeah, that could be fun. And then we just never really right. did anything. So we're going to give that a shot and see how that turns out. I think that'd work really well for the end of the show too. Yeah. So yeah, let's get into it then. All right. Technically hey, you should. Hey, I'm, I'm Joe. And I'm Jake. This is the Jake and Joe show. So this week we got a really <laughs> good episode. No, I'm kidding. Um, so you brought this topic up, um, yeah. getting social. It was a TED Talks video, I guess, or whatever that yeah, Cody you had talked about it, and I asked the, for the link for the episode. No, well, not really episode, but talk, and I just found it pretty interesting. Was because, it long? Because I never watched it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was like I think it was about a half an hour or so. Oh, geez, that's a long. That's long. Did you watch all of it? I did watch all of it. Wow. Yeah, I wish hard. I had taken notes. Now I didn't realize that I wanted to speak about it on the show, so I didn't take notes. Right. Uh, but I can say that it was just it was really interesting and a little eye opening in a way. Uh, I guess there is a island off the coast of Italy, and I hope I'm correct in this. I know it's somewhere close to Italy, but it's a very like kind of secluded area off of Italy that has a lot of people who live over the age of a hundred, like the highest Whoa. ratio out of the population, out of the whole entire world because they live a lot differently yeah. than most of the first world. Right. We kick people out at age 18 or yeah, yeah. a little bit you know, older. And then once once we hit old age, we live by ourselves and our kids see us you know, on holidays. Right, right. And that's about it. But here, it's multi-generational, just like in Asian cultures. And I, I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, we have spoke about this before long time ago season one i don't remember we spoke this. about yeah we spoke about how we could really use some of the uh eastern cultures living advice i guess i don't Keep, remember keeping this houses at all. multicultural and things I, I remember it because it was very important to me i thought it was something that we could really use we don't really have huh. we're too independent minded here in my opinion but i just found it really interesting and i wanted to relate it to our show uh, people who are listening to us, and I know us ourselves, like we're very technology-minded. Right. So as the talk was saying, you don't really get the like chemical reactions, the, those positive chemical reactions in your body when you're just talking online. Or you don't get that fulfillment when you're just talking online. But I guess I did, that's what I wanted to talk about. So how old was the dude that was that was giving the it presentation? It was actually a woman. Um, oh, well, okay. I shouldn't have been... I shouldn't have assumed <laughs> yeah. the gender of the presenter. Yeah. My mistake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she was... I would say she uh, was middle-aged. Okay. Like 40s. See, I I feel like this is hard for me to like, under, like completely understand. Like I understand the concept. I understand what you're saying that 
not being face to face, we don't have like some type of chemical release in our brain that we do when we are face to face. Mm-hmm. Um, but the generation that I'm I'm part of has always been able to message each other online. Always, right. like, I mean, well, I I shouldn't say always, but from a very young age, like when I was twelve, I think I had my first cell phone, and that's when I started being able to text people and talk to people. So before that which I don't really have a ton of memories of, right. which we've talked about before <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. Uh, I would talk face-to-face in person, but I don't have a good memory of that. So I can't really relate to not having the ability to just message people instantly. So I feel like talking to people online does give me that chemical release or whatever you were talking about. I don't right. even know if you mentioned chemical release. No, or if I I'm did. Making yeah, it was like, like positive chemical reactions in your body. Yeah, that... I, I, I feel like... You know, talking online with people, I do have that experience because mm-hmm. it's what I've always known. Right. And I think, I yeah, I, I I just I don't know, I don't know. I feel I think I do feel more fulfilled personally, and I don't know if it has to do with any brain chemical releases. It's just like how I feel about myself. For instance, you know, I if I were to talk online with you for an hour or so. Text, text conversation. Yeah. Just okay. a text conversation with you for an hour or so yeah. on Facebook or whatever. And then I went to bed that night. I don't think it wouldn't stand out in my brain like, oh man, like I feel so good for talking to Joe on Facebook tonight. But if we were to hang out in person, which we do all the time, uh-huh. and then I go to bed, I, I tend to think about like what I did that day and if I feel happy about basically like the things I did that day. Yeah. And it's when I do go out and physically do other things that I do feel better about my day. Yeah. I mean, I so guess that's true. I, so I guess it's more like, of a fulfillment and not necessarily a brain thing for me. Right. If, if I was feeling that chemical fulfillment or whatever, just by talking online, then I would never see a reason to hang out with anyone in person. Right. Like that, online communication would be enough and i still like hanging out with you guys on the weekends and stuff like that which means that not getting that chemical fulfillment because if i was then i would see no reason to hang out right and i wonder that makes me think if there's people who who legitimately feel the exact same whether it's in person or on messenger Mm. and so right and that kind of brings us into what you were talking about where you know i wonder what it's going to be like when we are older people in a nursing home. Yeah, I was talking about that before we started the right. show. Yeah, so I wonder how it's going to be. Like, right now, it's kind of communal. Everyone has their own rooms, but everyone's all together. Right. And I can kind of see us as old people in a nursing home. We're going to be, like, in our own rooms all the time, maybe hanging out with one or two other people, <laughs> like, trying to play games. <laughs> trying to play games. Can't see very well. <laughs> what? Making fun of all the young Packers. whippersnappers for their VR and stuff like that. No, yeah. but that that brought me to think about how technology is advancing and how uh, in the future social interaction face-to-face is going to be less and less of a thing. No, no, not <laughs> – that's a, like a vi- – vi- it's not going to be as vital to interact in person because we're going to have – the technology that allows us not to. So how is that going to affect our lifespan? I our know. human I mean you were saying that right before we started recording that the human life the average lifespan just went down for like the first time. Yes, I can't remember where I saw long. that but in for the past several several years it's gone up and up and up right. and it finally declined. I I feel like it was just last year. Huh. Um because if you're you know, once till uh, 2016 hit, we started losing a ton of celebrities. Yeah. And they w- weren't all that old. Mm. Like 60-something-year-old celebrities just right. started dying. dying. And it has it's a generational thing. I, I think a lot of it has to do with diet um, and the way we were or they were raised, you know, the way they think. Uh, every generation is going to ha- is going to be affected by current technology. Right. Uh it makes me wonder, you know, how far is it going to go? How how far down is that going to go? Speaking of diet, I th- I find it interesting that we in 2018 now we have the ability to eat healthier than we've ever eaten before in the history of all humanity. Yeah. But we're eating worse than we ever have before yeah. because it's so easy to convenience. Right. There I mean, I on my way to work, I pass like 10 plus places where I could stop and get 
food that's bad for me Yeah. very easily. How many stores do I pass on my way where I could stop and get something healthy? Probably one or two. Right. Just so, like a supermarket. You know, right, right. We have that ability to eat healthy and prepare meals and grow food ourselves very easily. Mm-hmm. Indoors, all year round, we could be growing produce and stuff like that in our homes. Yeah. And we choose not to. And, because it takes time that we, quote unquote, don't have. Right. And skill that we feel like we don't need to learn. And time is becoming more and more of a scarce resource to us because things are becoming more expensive. So we have to work more hours to earn money to buy the things that year, a few years ago would have cost less to buy. Right. So, you know, we don't have as much time as we had before to re- prepare those meals and stuff like that. And I know that's a bad excuse because it's not hard to prepare food. There are plenty of recipes out there for like your crock pot where you can make meals for an entire week. Yeah. on Sunday and then just package it up and take that every day. And that's way healthier than eating out. Oh, yeah. But a lot of people choose not to. We just, we don't put value into ourselves right. in that manner right? with this generation, it seems. Because it doesn't seem to affect us immediately. So we don't care. Right. Which if that's the case, now we're starting to see the average lifespan decrease. Mm-hmm. Is that going to continue? Is I it going to continue to go down until we realize, whoa, like the way we're treating ourselves now is really impacting how long we're going to live down the road. Maybe we should change things up. We're just going to start eating healthier. Maybe we'll start being more social, but I doubt it. Uh, just because, like I said, technology, the way it's advancing. Right. I'm, and I'm thinking of VR. Right. You know, Me I too. wonder if Me it's going to give you a little bit of, I wonder if it'll give you more fulfillment to hang out with someone in virtual reality than it would to just type to them. I right. wonder if it would trick the brain enough to give some sort of like, faux chemical reaction or right. faux fulfillment. Yeah, you know? I mean, so, I guess if it's realistic enough and your brain believes it, then why wouldn't it? Right. What do you think about, like, when you, Cody, and I voice chat when we play PUBG? Do you feel like that voice chat online? I think that, voice like, is good. It, 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 do you think it's as good as face-to-face interaction? I don't think it's. I don't think it's quite as good, but it's definitely better than just typing in Messenger. Yeah. Because you're getting that like familiar voice. You recognize right. who the voice belongs to. You're associating the voice with a physical person. Right. Instead of just looking at text. And I mean, that could be anyone typing And it's that. more of a natural conversation than just typing. Right. And I think, you know, as technology gets further and further, um, there's going to be more and more of a feeling that this is real or right. it's going to be closer to the real thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there might be a point when there's really not much of a, I guess you could say biological difference between hanging out in like really realistic virtual reality and in a physical form besides, I guess, touch, I guess touch would be like the last, the last, um, sense that really can't be. Well, I've, I've, you saying that makes me feel like I've seen something not too long ago where like you could, like they were starting to work on technology where you could fake touch. Yeah. Like, like haptic feedback like yeah gloves. like there's like a suit you would wear yeah that would like allow haptic feedback on your body if you got touched in vr right but is that just a jolt you know what i mean like <sighs> See, if you were petting know. a cat you'd feel the, the hair the hair the fur right, right um if you pet a cat in vr with current haptic technology it would just be like, like a vibration a or something vibration yeah, or yeah. petting right anything that's so, true that's true so, but, well, no, I mean, it, what you're saying is still valid because they, I don't know how, but it would be crazy to incorporate some sort of feedback that actually is different depending on what you're touching, depending on what the texture is. Right. Oh, that would be crazy. I know, I know this isn't really like the same thing, but I know there's like a product out for, out, out there for couples. It's like you, you buy it and it's two pillows and then two little heart rate things that you wear on your wrist. Yeah. And the idea is that like you would wear one on your wrist and it would link to one of the pa- pillows and your significant other would have the other pillow. And when she would put her head down on the pillow at night, it would be like it would slowly pulse the rate your heart is beating. Hmm. And I know that's not really the same thing, but that's like kind of like the first phase of this type of like fake feeling yeah being close to someone when you can't right like you're a hundred miles apart but this little wristband you're wearing is transmitting your heartbeat to a pillow that your significant other's using and it's like quote-unquote like you're together but not really so i mean 
Mm. It's all, people are already trying to do it. And it's such a weird thing because it's just so new right. to us, and we're not used to it. But it's just it's going to become more and more the norm. I know. I can't wait until like I put I can put on a VR headset, and like I'm like in another I'm in a game. Like that's going to be so cool. All right, I was blown away just by. That VR headset I tried on New Year's Eve. The one I, that little uh, daydream view that just yeah, uses what, what the phone. Yeah, what was that game? Just so the... Uh, keep talking and nobody explodes. That, but there was also a game that had like little mini games with oh, golf and uh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it was kind of like Wonder, for kids, Wonder but... Glade or... Something, I know, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Um, I just want like, if the listeners are interested so they can kind of see what we're talking about. Wonder Glade is what you're talking about. It's yeah. like, uh, it's in, if you guys want to go check it out, it's very cool. Um, it's like this game where you're like running around a little theme park and there are different mini games you can step up and play and stuff like that. So it really makes you feel like you're in this theme park. Yeah. I was playing mini golf Yeah, and after it takes a lot of getting used to, but it felt like I was, you know, like I was actually swinging a club. <laughs> I remember watching you like, it you're was like, so cool. you're looking to your right to line up the shot and then you're like yeah. swinging and everything. It was so cool. And, and, uh, shooting some hoops. Yeah. That was really neat. Yeah. It takes a long time to get used to like how hard you got to throw and right. things like that. But once you yeah. Get Cause that you don't down, have the physical resistance. Right. It's so fun. So yeah, I mean like how cool would it be to throw on a headset and like play some PUBG. Yeah. Like you well, like there's Fallout 4 like, VR right now. Right, it's buggy right, as right. heck, I guess, but Skyrim VR is, yeah. is out there. Um there's there's a lot of games that are getting VR remakes. I know um LA Noir by Rockstar that just got a VR version and it is really those, really good. Those type of games in VR would be amazing. From what I've seen, dude, it looks awesome. Looks very well done. I would done. love to play that. So I'm a huge fan of sim, like kind of like simulator type games. Anyway, yeah. Oh, Have you ever played great. that? Have you ever played? I did play that a wa- a long time back ago. when it I came picked out. Picked it up uh, when it was real cheap and played the heck out of it. It's a good game. It's a really good game. I've learned that I was bad at like <laughs> telling, detecting liars and stuff. I call out people who are telling the truth. I'm like, oh, whoops. <laughs> I don't know. It's still a really interesting concept. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it'll be cool to see how, how you know, technology affects our lifespan and mm-hmm. like our so, like social aspects. Like how much is that going to change? Like there was uh, last weekend, maybe it was the weekend before. I don't even remember. One of Michaela's friends, Mona, was here hanging out. And Mona is dating Cody, who we've talked about quite a few times. Mm-hmm. I was voice chatting with Cody. We were playing. I think you weren't around. We were playing PUBG or no, something. No, I, I actually was towards the end. I remember oh, yeah? this. Yeah. And uh, Mona came in and said that like Cody should come over here and hang out. And I said to Cody, I'm like, yeah, but if you come over, then we can't play games. And he's like, yeah, that's true. I'll just stay home. <laughs> and it like, made me think for a second. I'm Wait like, a minute. <laughs> we just turned down hanging out in person to like keep playing games online and that ties in perfectly with this conversation like if technology continues it's going to be easier and easier to just be like nah i'll just see you online right but like you know with PUBG, uh, that's that's so fun for us that we'd rather do that than be hanging out in person person. yeah so i feel like that rift is going to grow even wider as VR improves, you right? Know? Because why would you want to hang out in real life, sitting around, uh, this you know, is watching lame. PUBG vids and just right. like being like, "Oh, so what do you do? What, what do we do right now?" <laughs> when you could be in VR, like Ex- as a team, exploring around, space, seeing your buddies, right? Yeah, slaying dragons. Yeah, like, like we're like on a rocket ship, <laughs> like landing on other planets. Like, why would I ever want to hang out in real? Yeah, life? Yeah, why would we do that? So yeah, it'll be yeah. interesting. Uh, there's a movie coming out in a couple months, Ready Player One, that mm. kind of talks about this or, you know, it's this idea that VR is so far along. There's an entire universe called something with an O, I think, Oasis, Oasis. that people can like enter into through VR and they're like, they spend their entire life in this VR. Right. They just eat and sleep. Right. They eat and sleep outside of Oasis. Some people didn't even have to leave to eat and sleep like they had like systems that would like feed them in like how they'd sleep inside vr and everything That's so crazy. like that could i don't know if the world around us keeps going to crap and like flooding and stuff there's less landmass in like global warming so we have to always like stay protected inside and stuff like that that'd be so we're all gonna crazy. be in vr to escape it'd be like <laughs> 
It be it reminds me of that game where everything's really terrible, but they force you to take a pill. That makes you happy. Yeah. Uh, then, what was that called? I, I don't think it, I don't think that game ended up doing well, but I know what you're talking about. And can you? It, it's like a real life version of that. The world around you is terrible, but it still feels so great because you can be in this false life that is so much better than yours could ever be. Right. And that's sad, but that's the way it's going. The game is called We Happy Few. Yeah. And it actually hasn't even come out yet. It's in beta, though. It's still, something. yeah, I, I'm not sure. It just says here that it's coming out in April of this year. Yeah. Uh, it's an indie survival and exploration game. Man, speaking of survival and exploration games, I'm so over those at this point. Yeah, they've really been overdone. They're so overdone. Yeah. Just like the whole survival aspect, dropping in with nothing, collecting resources, building shelter. Like, it's fun. I mean, PUBG has elements of that, and we love that. Well, not not really. I mean, you're not like... Yeah, it's survival, but but it's it's not like base building and stuff like that. Right. Right. This is... PUBG is competitive. Right. And I just... I feel like the whole survival genre is overdone. I mean, that's probably because I put like eight or 900 hours into Minecraft back in the day. Right. So I've worn myself out on them. Uh, But I don't enjoy them nearly as much as I used to. Me either, but I I have tons in my Steam library because I was the same way. I mean, Minecraft, of course. Um, Don't Starve, I played a little bit of. Don't Starve is good. Seven Days to Die, all all kinds of stuff like that. I've been really big into, uh, like, as you know, simulations and management, time management games. (laughs) Those can suck me in for hours. I'll forget that I'm alive. That's why I, I think you would. Being. I think you'd really enjoy the game Factorio. I Probably. know we just talked about with Jordan uh, the other day about how he was playing that, but didn't find himself getting into it. Yeah. And I've always thought that if you played that, you would very thoroughly enjoy it. I know. I probably should try it. So before we move on, I guess I, we want to finish by asking you guys what you think about how we're going to be when we're older people. Do you think we're going to be we're going to die younger as the trend is kind of showing right now. Do you think maybe we'll overcome it and realize that physical interaction is more important than what we're definitely going to have in the near future, which is virtual reality? What are your thoughts? Are they positive, negative? So with that being said, let's go right into uh, talking about the idea behind the episode two of season two of Mindfield, which in case you didn't know, is a YouTube Red original series starring Michael Stevens from Vsauce. In this episode, this is what I really like about Michael. I think I might have mentioned it in the first time uh, in, in episode 41, but I really like that he's willing to take risks and try so many different things. One of those is trying hallucinogenic uh, cultural drugs. Uh, he went to, I want to say, do you remember where he went? It was, it was some rainforest. Climate. Yeah, it was some rainforesty place. I don't yeah. remember where he went. Well, he I ended up say taking. Was, I want to say it was in like South America somewhere. Yeah, yeah, definitely South American like rainforest thing. Yeah, he took this like local liquid hallucinogenic drug, and he documented how he felt, and he tried really hard to keep his mind from slipping into this like hallucinogenic state right and i just thought it was really interesting um in keeping on with our little series i figured we'd talk about the ideas what are the behind what did the uh the locals use the uh medication for the hallucinogenic like what what was the reason for using it it was a it spiritual was like a ritual thing. right yeah. yeah it was it was more definitely spiritual and to just be like one with yourself yeah. and, and with okay. everything around you. Like pretty much why everyone who does, does hallucinogenics, <laughs> you know, that's why they do yeah. them. But yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I think it's cool how Michael's willing to put himself in those situations where he, he, he talked at the beginning of the episode about how uh, hallucinogenics aren't something he would normally ever do because, you know, that's just not the type of person he is. That's not something he wants to be uh, putting his body through, but he was willing to do it for the sake in in the name of science to see how his body would react and to see like if he could keep himself mentally mentally aware that he's using hallucinogenics and like i don't know just to see how it affected his brain um, right for scientific reasons right you know? right exactly he's not just doing really it for cool. the enjoyment of it what what was the what was the test that he took before it the was just a minor hallucinogenics you mean like the 
like the mind test he took, or do you mean like the the um, the low dose he took at first to see? No, if no, he no. Could out it? out in the field, there was like he sat with someone, uh, someone he went there with. Yeah. Who yeah. like. He wanted a- asked to... him questions and he answered them. And then when he was doing the hallucinogenic, it was a self-awareness thing. He was asked the same questions again and mm-hmm. answered them again. Yeah. And his his question his answers were different. Yeah, he felt more. I think he felt better about himself and more relaxed after the experience than he did before. Yeah, it wasn't like dramatic, but it was just enough where you could tell it made a difference. Right. If I remember right, he talked about how nervous he was and everything. Yeah. Like. He didn't like the feeling and that type of thing. Mm. So, um, and I just want to mention that what he drank is called ayahuasca. Oh yes, that's what um, it was. I looked it up real quick because I couldn't remember what it was called, and I thought it would be valuable. So yeah, I thought it was interesting uh, that he. They were very safe about it. Like he did a low dose to see if he could handle it, and then the next night he did a higher dose. And I I remember he regretted not letting it kind of take more control he didn't want to relinquish control at all him being like a scientist that's something you want to grab onto right right uh but he's like if he i remember him saying something along the lines of if he ever did it again he would try to like let it come a little bit more uh letting go of a little bit more of that control right if you were in that situation and and well first of all would you try the ayahuasca if you were in that situation? Not for I just would like... totally. Oh, absolutely. I would try like that minor dose yeah. to see, just like he did, just to see how it is. Um, and as long as I felt like safe within good company and everything like that, I would absolutely try and just like as much as I can release control. I think I'd be apprehensive about it, but ultimately... I think I would I could let it run its course, especially with a minor dose for, and just getting my body used to that. For a recreational purpose or for like a kind of like, like the a reason spiritual? Yeah, kinda of like the reason he did it. Like I don't know. For but, oh scientific? Well like no not, did well it? not necessarily scientific. I guess just like Curiosity? Uh, yeah. Like doing it Well obviously the first man, time man, I'm so wasted. Yeah, no, oh, no, no, this no, is no. crazy. I'm, or like I don't, man, this is cool. I mean like, you know I'm not that type anyway. Right, I, right. I, I know I'm not like a recreational <laughs> you know, user of anything really. Besides <laughs> chocolate, I guess. But uh yeah, like it would be curiosity at first. Yeah. And then if I enjoyed it, I think I could see it becoming more of like I think this is like a strong word like spiritual not to the extent that I'd like make my own religion and be like everyone <laughs> needs to drink ayahuasca but if it made me feel like really happy and if it made me feel better about myself and made me feel more comfortable with with my place in the world and things like that I could see myself I don't know trying it out every once in a while I remember one comment that was made in the episode uh, it was that a lot of people only find the need to try it one time. Yeah. And that's just like all they need to like, you know, realize things about themselves that they might not have realized before. Uh, it, it gets rid of a lot of inhibitions that we naturally have as humans and allows you to like see yourself in a way that you wouldn't normally. I've always uh, been very interested in how different people perceive things differently. Right. Just in general. Yeah. And And this is a huge example of that because you know when you're on any hallucinogenic uh drug you uh, well i've heard obviously i don't i don't know but i've heard that it's um <laughs> you're you're smiling like i'm covering something up but come i on, swear I, <laughs> let me know man come <laughs> no, on be really honest with me I, I, like i said like i, I would you totally try a little try... bit of that blue meth man well no Have you got any no, nothing nothing you know <laughs> okay. artificial like that of course not but something natural like ayahuasca i guess i would try it is it natural or do they um, like make it well i mean it's made of natural ingredients you know you you can't just like find ayahuasca that's true you have to like boil it down or yeah and they're like and they're kind of like a primitive uh gr- group of people so it's not like they have the technology to synthesize stuff right so. <laughs> yeah. yeah i think it's more of like a boiling process like finding a plant right um but yeah like your perception on things i'd imagine changes so drastically and i am very curious i am very curiosity about that <laughs> um but yeah i like like i said I, I would just totally try it i would 
How about you, Joe? Would that be something you'd be interested in? I could see well, you wanting to do it to analyze. I think, I think like I would let you try it first. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then like tell me, pig. tell me your experience, like whether it was like trippy or not. But I think for like curiosity's sake and for like analytical sake, uh, I might, I might try out a low dose just to see what it would be like. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like the type of scientific work that Michael was doing to like see if it changed how he thought about himself. I think that, that, that would be something cool to try for my own self and see if it made my, made me look at myself any differently. Uh, I don't think I would go for the full dose just because he was like out of it for like six hours when he did the full dose. And I just, I don't think I'd want to put myself through anything like that. But I think if, if I saw someone else try it first and it didn't like completely mess with them, I might try it. But yeah, for I sure. I, I think I think I, mean, I think my answer might be different in the moment. Though. <laughs> anyone with a natural curiosity would want to try a low dose. I I feel you know? right, uh, right. In my opinion, but yeah. So I mean, I'm really glad that we talked about it though, because I was very intrigued by it. I'm very interested to see what the next episode is, so we can kind of talk about the idea behind. Have that. you Have you watched the next episode? I think I have, but I can't remember what it is. I'd have I, to I have myself. not watched it yet, so I'll have to take a look at that yeah. for next time we talk about this. For sure. Let's move on to Song of the Week. All right. What do you got for us? Um, so for music, for the past couple weeks, um, I've brought, on, on the very first Valentine's Day special, which is still our only one. I don't know why I said that. Uh, Adrian and I... Uh, brought you guys Electric Love by Borns because it was one of our first kind of us songs. Couple songs. Yeah. Oh, that's just the cutest thing. And that song is so great. It's so It is heavy. an awesome song. Very, I love it. Very heavy, like very saturated sound in the music. And for some reason, I feel like in the winter time, especially in the, in, in the spring, I feel like I love that kind of like very rich sound. Yeah. Just like, in the winter, how you love eating like really fatty foods and stuff. I wonder <laughs> if it has some sort of like uh, comparison or whatever. Uh, anyway, Bourne's just released, uh, I want to say 10 or so days ago, released a new album called Blue Madonna. And I listened to the whole album. I was really hoping to find a song that wasn't quite as popular as this one. But this one was just my favorite by far. So I had to bring it to you guys. Um, it is called faded heart and here's 30 seconds of it We were listening uh, to the music, obviously, and watching the music video, and we couldn't help but uh, chuckle. This this guy's so expressive, and it really adds to the music videos. I mean, you can tell that this is something he wants to do. You know, this is right. this is his career. He does it so well. Um, I'm a huge fan, and I'm really glad that he is keeping on going. I, I will say that Faded Heart was absolutely by far the best track on it. I mentioned that uh, I feel like he's kind of like a more electronic AWOL Nation a yes. little bit. I can kind of see similarities between their two styles of music. Mm-hmm. I still like AWOL Nation a hundred times better, but I can still see the relation between the two of them a little bit. Yes. Um, Borns, I'd say I agree with that. Borns is more, I'd say, flamboyantly expressive. Um, and AWOL Nation is a little safer. It's a a little bit more mainstream with his stuff. Eh, I don't know. Well, I know, but like if one of them's mainstream, it's going to be AWOL Nation. They both had songs on the radio. Yeah, but I think AWOL Nation, I'm not, it's not a bad thing to be mainstream. No, no, no. I I know. I know. I just, I don't know if I agree 
just because yeah. like listening to a lot of his music doesn't it doesn't really seem like radio friendly like it's weird it's they're both very creative right and passionate about like what they do and they're definitely yeah. not mainstream i just feel like awol nation plays it a little bit more safe than borns okay and that's where i'm kind of gathering that yeah from. i can see that i can see that uh so yeah faded heart was definitely the best one on that album i think overall a solid album though that just one really uh stood out to me yeah i think i've listened to the whole album as well uh and this is the one i remember most from it i don't really remember any others that really stuck out Mm. and are in my mind he had a single i'm not sure if it was part of an album it might have been on his 2015 album but Adria really likes it. We listened to it on the way here. It's American Money. That one's really solid too. Yep, I like that one. Yep. I think that just came out actually. That's not a new one? I, I don't know. I, I assumed it was I thought, a single I think that I was think in between. A, I think it's a new one. Okay. Could be wrong though. Could be. So uh, what do you have? My song of the week this week comes courtesy of my Discover Weekly playlist on Spotify. I've been trying to uh, get back into listening to my Discover Weekly see if I can get it back to the point where it used to be uh, back when you and I used to listen to them together and share songs with each other. Yeah. My, my discover weekly playlist was handed me some really solid tracks and I feel felt like that faded off and the songs that it was giving me, they weren't as good anymore. So I'm kind of trying to like mold the way Spotify recommends new music to me. And I think I'm kind of nailing it because my Discover Weekly playlist for the past two weeks has been really good. Uh, I have a few songs lined up actually for future songs of the week from nice. the, from this. So I'm I'm like I'm loving the Discover Weekly playlist right now. So anyway, uh, my song of the week comes from that. It's by the band GFBF. Stands for Girlfriend Boyfriend, like you'd imagine. Uh, it's a couple duo. They're girlfriend and they are boyfriend. Uh, they're a newish band. They don't have a lot of music out. Um, and yeah, this it looks song, like they only had like three or four songs if you look at their website. And I think that I was telling Jake, I think that the reason Spotify recommended this for me is because one half of the duo, his name is Tom McDonald, and he's a rapper. And I've actually heard a few of his songs before. So I think uh, Spotify probably knew, okay, so you like this guy. He's part of this other band. So we're going to recommend this music to you. And I'm glad they did because I really, really like this song. Mm. So here is 30 seconds of I'm Not Well by GFBF. I lost my mind today. My life feels like a landslide. And I'm getting swept away. There's something wrong, I know, but the waiting room is full, and the doctor bills for these f***ing pills are making me go broke. I keep dreaming of a better... What'd you think? Um, I really liked it. At first, I wasn't really sure, um, like when his voice first came in, I was yeah. like, that's a really interesting style but as it progressed i was like yeah dude this this song's great i love his voice i love how like deep and like not broken naturally gravelly yeah yeah yeah. Uh, i think it sounds really good um the his girlfriend starts singing too she takes the second verse and they Mm. do the choruses together uh and it's a lot about the, the song's a lot about anxiety and depression and fighting that and being on medication that's supposed to help but isn't and it's it's just it's a cool cool message through a cool beat with cool vocals. Yeah. And I, I just like the song overall, so I'd highly recommend it. They only have like two thousand month monthly listeners on Spotify, so go check them out. GFBF. Yeah, I'd, I'd be really interested to see how their other songs are right now. See if they stack up. Right. Because, I haven't listened to anything else by yeah. them. I've listened to some of his rap, but that's it. If they're close to being as good as this, I think that they might do significantly well. Like, yeah like Bourne's level or higher in like the alternative kind of scene. Mm -hmm. So I hope that works out. All right, let's close out our show with a brand new segment, unsolicited advice. Advice you didn't ask for, but you're getting anyway. Hey, so I know we said it's unsolicited, but this first edition of this segment is actually someone who asked for advice on a subreddit called advice. Mm -hmm. 
So we're going to... Uh, so we lied. <laughs> we immediately lied about uh, the name of this segment. So I'm going to read the question, read the problem that this person's having, and then we're going to uh, give our take on it and recommend what this person do. Okay. So this comes from user Blods Clompy. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea if I'm saying that right. <laughs> on reddit uh here's the title of the post i'm a girl that actually pretended to be a guy online and now my friends want to meet up Mm -hmm. so this is starting out good already yeah listen to my reason first (laughs) and prepare for some great english while we're at it when i started this was actually a new ps4 i just got and well i came from xbox so despite whatever i had to start from ground zero so i just started playing this game where you could make your own character, which was, in my opinion, a pretty hot guy. Eventually, I started role-playing every time I was on, and I accidentally made friends there. Now one of them was a guy playing a girl in the game, but I didn't know that till they invited me to group chats, and they referred to him as one. I was kind of nervous, though, because they actually called me one, too. But could I just up and say, oh, I'm a girl since I haven't said anything for the six months I was role-playing my character? I mean... Look at now, two and a half years later with them, and they're like my best friends. We're mostly all over 18 now, and I'm like 19, so they want to have a meetup. I really, really want to go because I truly think of them as my friends, but how do I? They were already always bothered because I gave bad excuses on why I couldn't voice chat with them, even on Discord or PC. They also all have at one point sent pictures of themselves to the chat, not all full, sometimes just an eye or their face. (laughs) They suspect, they suspect something is up with me, and I don't know if something up would be... Okay, I need to reread this <laughs> sentence. They suspect something is up with me, and I don't know if something up would be the best thing. They also assume I'm sometimes gay, because obviously at times the real me will slip out. There is another girl in the group, so it's not full-on guys, but she could also be creeped out by me. I don't know. I'm just extremely worried. I also described my male self similar to me. Hair color, eye color, skin. But I lied about height, eight-pack abs, (laughs) tall, attractive, etc. I mean, sure, I'd like to say I'm attractive, but not how I describe myself to them. (laughs) I'm sure they don't expect me to be that when I show up, but I'm sure they won't expect this. I mean, again... I'd like to say I'm attractive, but I'm short, skinny, and I look under than my actual... I mean, I mean, again, I'd like to say I'm attractive, but I'm short, skinny, and I look under than my actual age. Should I meet up with them? I really enjoy the group of friends, but will me actually lying to them that I was a guy and showing up as a female ruin our friendship? Especially since they have really questioned why and I gave a bad excuse. I don't even know what we can talk about or if they will want to talk the same around me i don't dress boyish or act like a tomboy so will they be even more weirded out by me that's uh blood's blood's clampy okay so (laughs) i assumed that this was a young person and then it was and then she was like i'm 19 i was like oh okay (laughs) so she's probably go back to english class you're in it yeah right right. and then you know if she's playing with people who she assumes are her best friends, right? Or, or really good friends at the very least. And one of them's a girl, right? Yes. I don't think that it's going to be a huge deal. They're going to be like, okay, well, I mean, like, why didn't you tell us this right. earlier? Right. It's not a big deal. Right. Uh, you can't be a girl. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, the eight pack abs, dude. That was oh funny. man, that got me. <laughs> I, I really don't have eight pack abs. <laughs> oh my word. So, I think you should definitely go hang out with these people. Yes. Uh, we just talked about meeting up in real life and how being social in real life is better than online. Wow, so, that tied in nicely. Yeah, we didn't even plan that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, go hang out in person. You never explicitly, at least in this post on Reddit, you never explicitly said that you told them you were a guy. Right. You just said you had eight-pack abs and you were tall and You, you just lied about sexy. everything else. Right, you just lied about everything <laughs> else, but you never explicitly said that you were a guy. So, I mean, just show up and be like... I'm a girl. You guys didn't know that. Like, yeah. act you like you can figure it out. Right. Act like you just assumed that they knew you were a girl, and right. just be like, 
I'm yeah, I'm a girl. Yeah, if you like, don't why be weird be about it, then right. Like you know. if you're like super weird about it, like <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm a girl after all. Just be like, yeah, I was a girl, and you guys assume. Don't assume my gender. It's 2018. It, and it Pull almost, that out your back pocket. It, and at the end, it almost seemed like uh, she was looking to pretend she was a guy like if she was going to meet up with him because she was like i don't dress tomboyish and it makes me wonder if she was thinking about posing as a boy in real life you know and right it, it made me think yeah so that, that's i wonder true. if that was even a possibility I, I feel like she probably pretended to be a guy from the get-go because there is a precedent set in the video game community that like if you're if people know you're a girl Oh yeah, you get like abuse and stuff. There's pros verbal and cons. abuse that you don't deserve. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe she knew this, so she went in knowing that she was like not going to tell her gender because she wanted to be treated the same as everyone else would be mm-hmm. treated. And I know that's a sad. That's it's sad that that's you know it's the mask of anonymity, right? You know, but We're that's just have that. that's how it is, and people are disgusting and gross and mean. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I say these people are your friends. Why not go meet them and just be who you are and pretend like you just assumed that they thought you were a girl and just go with it. It'll blow over. I guarantee it. Right. Just, yeah, just be genuine about it, you know, and if they're cheesy, but if they're your real friends, they're not going to care. Right. I mean, they're not going to be like, oh, you have to leave time. now because yeah. you're a girl. Get right. out of here. I don't see that happening. Right. I mean, if I had a group of friends, I'm trying to think about if I was in their shoes if I had a group of friends, you know, we were all kind of revealing things about ourselves. And then we were like, oh, there's this one person who doesn't, you know, they're more private than most. Um, it wouldn't be all that surprising if they came out and was like, oh, you know, I'm a, I'm not a guy or I'm not a girl, whoever, whatever. You yeah. know? It, it wouldn't be a big deal. It'd be like, right. oh, whoa. It's, it'd be like almost like an exciting surprise. Like, oh, yeah. cool. Like it's finally revealed. Right. You know? I, so I think she's overthinking it. I think so too. She's definitely overthinking it. But girl, you go learn. You. Go go learn some English. Like go take oh. a summer class or something like that. Because that message is pretty badly written. It was so bad, <laughs> so bad. But hey, not judging. Wish you the best, though. Yeah, right. Good luck out there. That's about it for our show this week, guys. Episode forty-four. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks books. for hanging out. If you liked what we talked about, hit us up. If you didn't like what we talked about, hit us up. If you got any ideas or anything you'd like to hear us talk about in the future, uh, we're on Facebook. We are on iTunes. You can leave reviews for us there. I don't think you can leave reviews on uh, Google Play. I've never checked that. Has anyone ever reviewed us yet? I don't think so. I don't think so. So we're still like zero out of five stars? Yeah. We have an email. Our email is uh, jakeandjoeofficial at gmail. Uh, I don't think we've ever gotten any emails from anyone. Have you ever checked it? Yeah, I check it occasionally. And uh, yeah, Facebook is the best way to get a hold of us. <laughs> oh, we're sure. on we're on Twitter too. For our sure. Twitter handle is and I and I actually do use our Twitter quite frequently. Uh, so that would actually be a good way to get a hold of us too, if you feel like it. Our handle is at the Jake Joe Show. Mm-hmm. So give us a follow, hit us up, tweet us, Brittany, send me a tweet. You're the only one that ever <laughs> interacts with our uh, our Twitter page. Yeah, makes me feel good. Makes Jake feel good, even though I don't tell him that we interact on there. We yeah. do. So, well, that's uh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> I see it on Facebook, too. I, I'm more of the Facebook one, and you're more of the Twitter one of us, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You you <laughs> usually handle the Facebook end of it more than I do. Yeah. I, I don't use, like, the real Facebook app or anything on my phone, and I normally think about doing stuff for the Jake and Joe show when I'm at work. So I, and I, so I don't do it from my phone, and then I don't think about it when I'm home at night. So. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, that's it for the show. We'll catch you next week. See you later, guys. Bye. I guess I guess that's <laughs> it. All right. <laughs> Voices in my head know me, call me. I will be restless. Somehow they chose me. This is my